Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tama Tonga. Hoo boy, folks. It's Tuesday. It's another edition of Tama's Island, and we have... We've got a lot of different kinds of news today here on the island. We got good news. We got bad news. We got weird news. We got boring news. We got all the news. We got we got all kinds of news coming at you. We're going to be throwing news and conversation at you for the next hour like like rhesus monkeys. It's going to be a fun, fun hour of, of conversation, of chatting it up, of wrestling talk and non-wrestling talk here on Tama's Island before we get too deep into it, let me just say I am your co-host as always, Ross W. Berman IV, the Folk City Hustler, the Culture Vulture, the Thane of Fife, the Dirtbag Disruptor. I'm your Huckleberry. I'm your certified lover boy. I'm whatever you need me to be this week. And this week I am joined by the one, the only Karen. Karen, how are you on this fine Tuesday evening? It's a... It's a... It's a good it's a good day to be a day, but that's about it. <laughs> exactly. I was gonna <laughs> I've say got, got so many feelings, but you know, to to all our listeners out there, happy International Women's Day. Let's Indeed. do the thing. Hell yeah! Happy International Women's Day to all of our listeners out there. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. The sun is shining in Chicago. It's not a it's not a bad evening here in Chicago, but it's a weird evening on Thomas Island as it has been for the past, oh, what is it? We are now three weeks since the uh, betrayal of Tama Tonga by the coward Jay White. We'll get into more of the fallout from that in a second, but let me also welcome back to the island, John. John, how are you on this fine uh, Tuesday evening? Oh, man, I'm I'm doing just fine. And may I also say happy International Women's Day, ladies. Happy, yes, well, ladies, <laughs> ladies, gentlemen, those beyond the binary, happy, uh, yeah. happy International Women's the Day. The entire spectrum of everyone who International Women's Day Indeed. And, Indeed. And, and, and may I say, uh, sorry for missing last week. Uh, I did, I was not able to track down uh, the person who orchestrated Jay White's uh, treachery. So but that's okay. Cause, uh, we, we have some more, uh, answers and we have some more updates, uh, on all of that situation. So I don't, uh, I don't feel like Jay White was smart enough to do it on his own. I feel like there's probably. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's smart. He's almost too smart for his own good. No, that's that's smart. the problem. He's not that smart. He pissed off Tama Tonga. So we will, we'll, well, we'll see. Well, and, and speaking of Tama Tonga, we, 
I'm so happy to finally report to the folks of the, the, the Thomas Island listeners that Tama has finally surfaced. We have finally found Tama Tonga. I mean, we knew, we knew where he was because he had to be in quarantine for the New Japan Cup. So, like, we knew he was in Japan, but he had a lot on his mind after uh, Jay White, uh, Chris Bay, and the Good Brothers betrayed him in Tongaloa at No, no, uh, no Surrender was the impact event where it happened. At No Surrender, he's had a lot on the mind uh, as, and as he's kind of um as he's kind of hinted it's very possible that uh, he was just saying a lot on the podcast you know he it was on this podcast where he would say stuff like jay white needs to step up it was on this podcast where he would he would say things like like chris bay is the future and so it, it it's entirely possible that uh we here at thomas island put him in an unnecessarily vulnerable situation with the uh bullet club folks but Shoot. the important thing is he has been updating now if you go to patreon.com backslash thomas island we have the first of uh what i assume is going to be a series of videos called journey evolved tama has he's working out he's getting ready for his second round new japan cup matches he's gotten that first round by and right now the main question on tama's mind is who can he trust can he trust uh can he trust uh let's see ishimori can he trust elp doesn't seem like he can trust gato but we'll we'll find out can he f- trust Jado? can he trust uh bad luck Fale? can he trust anyone at this point is the real real uh important uh is the real important question right now and so he is trying to figure out who where people's loyalty lie he's trying to figure out uh uh, uh what to do going forward and most importantly he's trying to figure out whether or not he can trust evil the king of darkness evil advanced in this this uh past week's new japan cup and so the first match that tamatonga is going to have in this year's new japan cup is against the king of darkness evil is against the uh i I guess you could call him the house of torture leader uh and it it feels like we're gonna get some answers uh maybe to where loyalties lie i mean if, if anything it might be like last year in the G1 when Evil and Tomatonga faced off they had don't get me wrong it was a very heated match it was a very intense match there was a lot of there was a lot of catharsis there was a lot of animosity but they came out of it stronger they came out of it united it, it you know I'm I'm cautiously optimistic but I'm going to throw to you Karen first cuz you you're already I see your eyes narrowing and you've already got a a, a cork board behind you filled with uh, uh post-it notes and that bits conspiracy of string. Theme, you know <laughs> you, uh, no to be fair you got to be a conspiracy theorist on thomas island right now because i don't we don't know what's going on we it, it's all it's all up in the air it's all crazy right now and we don't know who we can trust let alone each other so K- karen jump on in what do you uh i'm not saying say? that new japan telegraphed this by making this particular picture march of 2022 with the Bullet Club logo mm. breaking through the middle and it everybody on separate shards of glass. But the, the, the current situation in Bullet Club is very much reminiscent of how we talked back in January about the Joe and uh, the Noah Juniors. Yes. Very chaotic. We don't know where everyone's going. We don't know where everyone's loyalties lie. There are the more we try to untangle it and unravel it and try to like map it out, the more I tried mapping this out, the mm. more c- increasingly concerned I became. Yep. No, I, I, <laughs> I have been in the same boat as you, Karen. Uh, just to update any of our viewers who may not have been paying as close attention to the New Japan Cup, especially the backstage stuff that's been going on, let me bring you up to date. So you already know that Jay White, Chris Bay, 
good brothers united to take out Tomatonga and Tongaloa at no surrender. Since then, Gato has approached everyone that's in Bullet Club in Japan and essentially said you have to pick what side you're on. And so that has created confusion with ELP, that's created confusion with Taichi Ishimori, that's created confusion with, hell, even Chase Owens and, uh, uh, and all of the other folks that are over there. House of Torture seems to be... We, we don't know where they stand. They're saying that they're Bullet Club. Uh, but it uh, I, I think Karen is on to something about the fact that it doesn't feel as clean a break as, as Thomas' side and Jay's side or, or Thomas' side and, and Jay and Gato's side. It feels like, it feels like this is creating a much, more, uh, a, a much more multifaceted split. It feels like uh, ELP is, is kind, of, kind of getting fed up with all of the drama. It feels like uh, Ishimori is very very confused like i i don't think this is going to have the uniting effect in japan that it has had on the the impact version of bullet club right now am i am, am i grasping at straws here karen you're the, you're the one with the map behind you you're the one with the so here's the thing yeah it's one of those things where we've talked about in the past where if you have to say you're the leader you're not the leader if you say you're the champion you're not the champion we have ghetto speaking on behalf of jay as jay's proxy mm-hmm and with adding the pressure and cornering people and saying, you need to pick a side, you need to know where your loyalties lie. And that alone is adding pressure to everyone. But interestingly enough, he's not doing it to anyone in House of Torture. Mm-hmm. He's going after Fale. He's going after Chase. He's going after Ishimori and ELP. But that's where it stops. Like, I don't even remember looking at the backstage comps if he had said anything to Jado about it. So Jado. As we talked before, Jado's been seconding G.O.D. since he joined mm-hmm. Bullet Club. Is this where we finally see after, you know, decades of time together where J- Ghetto and Jado finally split and one goes with Jay and one stays with Tama? Or is there, you know, long, long, long time together enough for them because, you know, they defected from chaos together? Does that mean mm-hmm. they're a, 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 a mixed set? Do they come together? Yep. And... No, I- Oh, go, I'm sorry. No, you bring up you bring up a very troubling point because uh, as I was I was gonna kind of say that you would think that there are natural breaks that would form in this, right? Like Ishimori and ELP, they're they're to, they're they're a tag team. They seem very united, even if they don't want to be involved so. in Bullet Club. They might want to go their separate ways. And then guys like Jado and Gato, it's like you said, they are they are more Jado and Gato than they've ever been Bullet Club. They're not together because they're in Bullet Club. They're in Bullet Club because they are a tag team because they're together. But such simple alliances can't be trusted in a time like this because Gato's running around saying you got to be got to pick your side you're either on Jay's side or you're you're on the wrong side and then you've got Jado running around in a Gorillas of Destiny tank top which there are two m- minds I have on this either Jado is still with Tama and he's still with T and he's saying look this is my show of support I'm still your second even when uh even when I'm not necessarily next to you or as someone who has been given a lot of free t-shirts in my life, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just wearing one of the shirts that he has been given over time because a free t-shirt is a free t-shirt. It could, so have, been, I, it could have been laundry day for all you Exactly, know. exactly. And so I'm not ready to, to pin all of my hopes on the fact that Jado was wearing a Gorillas of Destiny t- uh, shirt, yeah. but the fact that uh, we have so little to work with means I kind of have to pin my hopes on the fact that Jado was wearing a G.O.D. 
t-shirt because it i would hope it would make it this simple because you talked earlier about house of torture uh i believe it was on monday's show monday morning show yujiro takahashi from house of torture teamed with ishimori and elp and so that would almost seemingly say that bullet club's cutest tag team may be united with house of torture or at least on reasonably the same page as, as house of torture because as i've said before on this podcast where where yujiro goes house of torture goes where evil goes house of torture goes they have never they have never been a divided group they have always been very united so i i have to wonder if elp and ishimori wrestling so well alongside yujiro i mean it's not it, it didn't seem like there was a lot of problems between the three of them there was, but it wasn't between Yujiro and the two of them. That's what I mean. It like, was he, yeah, it was between ELP and Ishimori. Exactly. And, yeah. so, and my heart's telling me that this might be, along with everything else, Bullet Club's cutest tag team might be one of the losses we're going to have to deal with. Yep. No, and that that's why that I'm, why? I'm glad you you took the words right out of my mouth, Karen, because that's what I mean. I'm Even, preparing myself. Yeah, no, you, you have to, John. You have to. You, you can't have put to that mentally... out in the universe. I, look, I wasn't. I spent all of Happy Hour being like, "Look, I think Taguchi's gonna beat Evil because I did not want to really think about the Evil versus Tama match it, right it now. Happened. I felt like it was too soon to have to deal with all of the emotions and." uh politics that would be involved in that match and now here we are it's the first match those two are gonna have to deal with and so i i am i'm trying to mentally prepare myself for whatever could happen whether it's whether it's uh, uh the complete dissolution of bullet club or tama joining house of torture i don't i don't know i'm working off of i'm i'm working off of tea leaves and dead animal bones over here i'm not exactly at a most <laughs> more really scientific awesome. form of prediction you're not supposed to pick at those bones like a vulture i know you're the culture vulture but still Look, I, I'm you're, doing right. You're, you're morbid, man. I don't want to hear any of that happening. We're we are very lucky that Tama is is finally sending updates to the Patreon. Uh because yeah, we just out. I it's it's it it's shown me that uh, I'm not crazy because if Tama doesn't know if I Tama doesn't know who to trust, then I, I'm completely I'm completely okay with the fact that I don't know what the fuck's going on because apparently Tama doesn't either. So, so he was he was my source, so if I may. Yep. This coming Sunday, the thirteenth. Yep. Maybe as we want, don't want to say it. It may be D Day. Yep. Because no, I'm no. looking. I'm looking at the New Japan brackets, and I'm looking at the um, the cup matches that are listed. Can Can I go into that real quick, or do you want to yeah, put a pin? No, in it absolutely, for now? absolutely. So, looking at the matches, Chase has a match against Tiger Mask. Mm -hmm. T has a match against Shingo Takagi. Yep. And the main event is Tama versus Evil. Yep. So if they and that's the last group of the second round matches. If there was a day for everything to go absolutely sideways and for us to finally find out where everyone's loyalties lie, because at that point, Dick Togo would have had his match, his second round match. Ishimori would have had his second round match. ELP, uh, Fale, they would have all had their second round matches by then. And whether they're not they're advancing or not, it's a different story. But if I oh and ghetto, ghetto has a match against Tetsuya Naito, but he ain't going nowhere. Um yeah. I just feel like that the 13th, we're gonna find I think it's gonna finally come to a head. 
Here's here's what I'm going to say, because I'm looking over the, the, the 13th, and you're right. It's pretty much all Bullet Club versus people in the New Japan Cup. But, and here's where I am holding out hope. The main event isn't Tama versus Evil. Tama versus Evil is the semi-main event. The main event on the oh, sorry, 13th my bad. is Hiromu Takahashi versus Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> and so I, I, I scrolled past that, just blurring it. No, no, you're fine. You're that's fine. Be because a, you're, be cause, I know, unrelated, but that's yeah, no, because because here's be the a thing. banger, absolute here's, banger. Here's the thing if Tama versus Evil was the main event, I'd be like, oh, God, it's gonna this is gonna go badly. Here's what I'm hoping I'm hoping it's a semi main event of Bullet Club standing united, and then Suzuki and Takahashi is the, the spoonful of sugar that makes everyone okay with the fact that the House of Torture has grown even that much stronger or something. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it's gonna be a very, a very good uh sunday the 13th for for thomas island uh uh, i'm i'm holding out hope because that's a that's a fun main event it's a good spoonful of sugar here's what happens evil yeah lays down and just takes the pin for tama right see he tried that last time and we all know how that worked out in the g1 no i i i um i don't feel great about it uh i'm also wondering what happens if evil wins and then goes up against hiromu Evil I mean, versus, yeah, I mean, that's, that is the kind of, that's the scary thing here is there's, uh, uh, there's just a lot, there's a lot going, it's such a big New Japan Cup that there's, there's so much, uh, also, that can go wrong. Also on that day, there are, the, the full match cards listed, the second match on the card is Doki and Desperado versus Show and Yujiro, and then there's an eight-man tag with, uh, uh, United Empire versus Ghetto, Ishimori, Fale, and Phantasmo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. So there's just there's a lot of bull, there's a lot of Bullet Club on that Sunday there, the 13th the last, show. It's the last season of The Sopranos is what it is. Uh, this is oh, this no. this feels very much penultimate and or season cliffhanger. It's the ending for The Departed, Ross. It's just no, or or, <laughs> or 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 it's that it's the end of the Avengers where they defeat the evil that is um mistrust. And they go uh-huh. get shawarma. Maybe yeah, everyone's going to get shawarma yeah, on the 13th. Ev- yeah, because everybody knows NJPW is always about happy endings. <laughs> hey, Yoshihashi is a champion right now. There are some happy endings out there in the in the world of New Japan. So I'm going to hold out hope. Listen, I'm going to hold I- out hope that, that this Tama Tonga versus Evil match on the 13th is going to be a friendly competition. It's going to be one that shows us that we can actually... Uh, 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 Put some some stock and some trust. It, it, we no, might not no, be able to trust no, the folks down in Impact. Yeah, but hold we on a trust, minute. Yeah, no, yeah, but I got you. I got you. But hold on. We're assuming, right? Yeah. That Tama wants to be friendly with the rest of the Bullet Club and Evil. Well, you're you're he, assuming for. A I'm, go, I'm going. By, I'm going by. I'm He's not going to be pissed that Evil didn't fucking handle his shit, and that he's not on the revenge. He did say revenge on everyone. Yes. No. And I, I, I trust me. I, I am well aware of, of Thomas mindset. If, if we can call his, his, his rage on social media, uh, a, a mindset, he's definitely, he's not going to be going into this with the most level head. I, I do feel better about the fact that if you go to the, the Patreon, you see that update, he's, he doesn't seem as 
wild as I thought he was That's going to be. Like I said, he's in the dojo, right? Yes, yeah. but yeah. even yeah. even still, like for a moment, and then he's gonna sit, he's gonna seethe, and then he's yes. gonna get in that ring, and he's gonna but, bust Evil's face open, and then it's all gonna go to hell. That's still gonna that that is still more level than I thought he was going to be <laughs> to be going into. No, I I really I especially because he'd gone quiet. Like I thought he was going to come into this just. Yeah. Uh, you know, ready know to ready to blow up the world, and now it seems like he's a. It it feels more like he's going assassin than like full mass destruction. You know what I mean? I, I'm he's just in, saying he said everyone. I, he did say everyone, and everyone in the chat is also backing me up that he said everyone. So yeah. like I, oh, it's gonna it's gonna oh it's gonna be a hard. I'm gonna have an ulcer by the end of this New Japan Cup. It's gonna be a hard hard weekend. Well, go ahead, Karen. You've been I, trying to jump in. I gotta send you some of these hard Baja blasts. Oh yeah, the last thing I need is more alcohol. Um, go ahead, Karen. <laughs> well, the thing is that we've we've discussed both on the happy hour and on the podcast is Thomas' growth from the first time he was in the G one up until now. Yep. He he's done the temper tantrums. He's done the firing squad. He's he's tipped his hand before, and he's trusted too much before. Personally, this calm before the storm, Tama. Reminds me of back when New Japan Strong first started and he was having to just focus on the task in front of him, mm-hmm. just the wrestling. Putting 7,000 miles worth of distance between him and Jay, probably the best thing. May- yes, House of Torture has been blissfully removed from the backstage drama. Mm-hmm. Personally, best case scenario, I think Fale and Chase may surprise us. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt as Tongan and honorary Tongan. Mm -hmm. Hikuleo, if he still wants to be in under the same roof as his brother may want to make the smart choice. Yep. But I have, I don't know if ghetto and Jado are going to go on their own way. I feel like house of torture aligning with them. And you know, just just sweeping Kenta and Ishimori. I just want all my favorites in place. So put Tama mm-hmm. with House of Torture, Kenta and Ishimori. Just take them all. E- yep. ELP, great guy, does great stuff. Love the commentary he has going on his jacket right now. But I I I don't know. He's being a little too wishy-washy for someone mm-hmm. who always has an opinion on everything. He's being very wishy-washy, and I'm not down with that. You make a very very good point. A in the fact that El Fantasmo is not exactly someone who has to think about things before he gives an opinion on them and so how cagey he's been about this uh bullet club stuff is just suspicious in its own right and also kenta is someone we have not talked about in the course of this bullet club drama conversation uh right now yeah and also also, sorry before we move off elp everybody saw his jacket right said putin has a little dick yes no it was fantastic shout out to elp i just want to give that shout out uh cory cory reminded me so. He yeah, also no, had another was, one that said F Putin. So yeah, no, he's he's that's what I mean. He's very open about things when he when he actually he's not a he's no not a when he actually knows how he feels. You know what I mean? Because like it's it's one of those cases of like he's not involved in that conflict. He's just commenting on it. This is something he's involved but he's, in. But he's the opposite um, of Jay White. I feel where you know yeah. you know what ELP is going to do because he's going to tell you right before he does it because he don't give a fuck. He's just going to do it. That's true. But, but that's the problem. Usually he's shooting his mouth oh, off, and you're not saying he's being quiet, and not being like, "Oh, I don't oh. know, I don't know what's wrong. I don't need the super kick." He, 
the gents doth protest too much, I believe. Yeah, no, it, I, I, I originally, when, when, when this all first went down at No Surrender, there was a New Japan show like three hours after No Surrender ended, and ELP was very confused, and I took that as a good sign, but he has just been getting more and more confused, and it has been getting to the point where it's like, I, uh, I, I'm with Karen. He's protesting a little bit too much. He's making a little bit too, he's making it too obvious that, um, how do I put it? He's acting cagey. Let's, let's yeah. just put it that way. Whether he's, whether he's going against, uh, uh, Gato and Jay or whether he's going against Tama, he's just, he's, at, he's too, he's, 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 maybe, he's, he's maybe, going a little too easy. Maybe he's just trying to see who's on Tama's side first. Exactly. Yeah. No, he, he might be wanna, playing. He both. doesn't want to say the wrong thing in front of the wrong guy and exactly. then get and, his ass kicked. <laughs> So and you're Kenta, saying he's waiting till he has backup before he shoots his mouth off. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, wants, and, <laughs> okay, that's not loyalty, right? man. That's hedging your bets. I mean, I mean, he's picked his side and he can't yeah. just go out there and be like, hey, everybody, Tama rocks. Right. And Jay sucks. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> he guys, gets his ass kicked. He needs to see who his friends are so he can make sure they're in the room when he says that shit. That's all. So uh, in, in the chat, if I may, somebody brought up Kenta's very cryptic tweet from yep. yesterday, where for for what you can glean from it is that basically Kenta is trying to he's doing what the rest of us are doing. He's trying to figure it out. He he, he it's a little poetic. He he's trying to be like, you know, he thinks about the good times he had with Jay, the good times he had with Tama, the good you know the mem the memories he's had with Evil. You know, he misses Yoshihashi and calling him ugly. It's it's one of those things where. Kenta, like like Hikuleo, is trying to unpack everything like the rest of us. He, and he, I think he's removed for an extent because he's out injured right now. So he's here in Orlando, you know, just living his life, working out and getting better. So it, it's not, it, it's, he's like Hikuleo, he's not in the heat of everything. He's not at impact. He's not in the New Japan Cup where someone's going to corner him at some point and say, where are your loyalties? Mm -hmm. Well, but I also... I kind of wonder, because I saw the tweet you're talking about where he, he kind of goes through the list, and it can be read as poetic, because it's, it's structured kind of like a poem, and it asks a lot of questions, and I think it raises some interesting questions. But I, I kind of see it as, I feel like Kent is hedging his bets the same way ELP is. Like, that didn't strike me as, as like this poetic, oh, what has happened to my friends kind of thing. It's like, it looked like him like thinking out loud, of him going like, well, uh, Jay's maybe is Jay the leader or is Tama? I mean, I've got some good times with Tama, but like, I don't know. Are we still going to be the group where we get to call Yoshihashi ugly? Because that was kind of my thing. And so, like, it, like you know what I mean? Like, he's trying to figure out more, more. I think his place in Bullet Club than which side he's on. If that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. And the other thing is, is that you know, usually it's the G one, or you know, when he when he gets into a particular program with someone like you know Ishii or Goto in the past, where he kind of gives this master class on trying to, you know, be a bad guy but also be a fascinating character. And I think mm -hmm. that you know, since he he can't have that platform being part of the New Japan Cup, right now this is all he can do is just literally. Post his private thoughts in a very public forum and let the chips fall as as they may. But I don't know. Also, Kenta tweeting out uh, the picture side by side pictures of him and Jay and him and Tama and kind of being like, I don't know which way to go. Mm. It, it's one of those things where it's just like, I feel like Kenta's already made his decision. 
because Maybe. I, I'm in the I'm in the in the firm mindset in the camp that you know while Shibato brought Kenta in the pushback he got from not returning to Noah when he finally returned to Japan was enough to drive him to Bullet Club to seek success and Tama was that avenue for him. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that he remembers that because that's what helped him skyrocket into popularity in New Japan. Same thing with Ishimori. I'm still mad about that that unveiling of the Bone Soldier when they brought Ishimori in. Yep. Um, it 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 does kind of feel like there's just there's a lot of. I, I feel this is my third week of saying this in a row. There's a lot of questions, not a lot of answers. We're str- no. like we're trying to trying to work our way through all of this, and and there is also like you said the fact that Kent is injured, and so he's just kind of like I don't know, look, and he's not like it's not like a minor injury. It's not like he's sitting at home nursing like a broken thumb. He dislocated his hip. His face got mashed to a pulp. I mean, he. It's entirely possible that he's still in the fog of recovery of just kind of like, uh, what is going? He he might not even know where where his mailbox is right now. He's just trying to figure out trying to figure out where the ground is, let alone where uh, where Bullet Club is. He better get his shit together. That's all. Uh, No, he's injured. He's allowed to be. He's allowed to just hang out. If if anyone's allowed to not have their shit together right now, it's Kenta. His shit got fucked up at the Tokyo Dome. He's allowed to not have it together. Go ahead, Karen. He he's he's the worst timeline. He's the guy that walks in with the pizza, and he's just gonna be like, "What's going on?" That's gonna that's gonna be Kenta at some point, whether it's at New Japan Strong or when he finally goes back to Japan. He'll be just like, "What's I miss?" What's happened? Because mm-hmm. that's that's the you bring up the other good point of this is Kent, <laughs> Kent is not the not one of the guys in Japan that Gato's going to and being like, hey, you got to pick your sides. Kenta was in America when all of this stuff went down. Like he, he and not was, an impact. He was at home. Not, exactly, and so it 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 almost I feels like Kenta has that extra edge of. Wait a minute! I thought I was at least in the the North American Bullet Club side, you know, like me, we, the 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 folks that were stuck over here, uh, stateside, were 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 pretty united until now. Like this kind of throws a whole wrench in that. If it's me and I'm Bullet Club, I would just say, "Fuck Jay White and and the Good Brothers," because there's just three of them. Yeah, and Chris Bay. They have Chris Bay. Oh, sorry. I, 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 I barely <laughs> count. No, no, hold on, hold on. I barely count Chris Bay. Because he's just started out. He didn't really get his blood in. He's just kind of fucking around. So mm. he hasn't done anything big enough to make him a main player. I'm talking about like not like not just the OGs, but like kind of like people I would consider big players. Chris Bay has to do whatever the fuck the other guys tell him to do at this point. Yeah. Now here, let me let me now. actually let me, let me put this into better terms with Chris sure. Bay because here's the thing. We keep saying this a lot on Thomas Island. Bullet Club is it it's like that thing of ours. Yeah. And Chris Bay, Chris Bay does not have his button. This is not yeah. a made guy. Yeah. And he hit a made guy. He hit two made guys. Yeah. And yeah. if and, you and, know anything about having your button about made guys, you know that if you hit two made guys and you're not a made guy yourself, you're fucked. Like you're just completely, utterly doomed. Like witness protection isn't even going to be able to help his ass. Yeah. But uh, so there, there you go on that. But it also, 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 those new American flag bullet club shirts, ugly as hell. They have the oh, same yeah. energy as those Facebook, uh, the shirts you see on Facebook that are like, you know, like, yes, I own a gun. Yes, my wife bought me this T-shirt, and yes, I'll punch you in the face because I'm a plumber. You know the. It, it reminds about. me too much of Cody's neck tattoo. Yes, when exactly. he was the 
it was the American Nightmare. It's like that same like they just kind of tweaked the design a little bit. It's it is it's it's, it's what, not a good it's not a good it's shirt. The, it's the it's Grim Reaper like like t-shirts that like all like you know all the dudes wear. They think they're bikers, but they're actually accountants. It's what it's what I believe the the it's what Weekend I believe warriors. The, yeah. yeah, it's what I believe the Elden Ring players are calling a maidenless logo. And if if the Elden Ring players are calling it maidenless, you're screwed. Uh, um, like it's, it's but yeah, it's 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 not good, man. And so like, but it also tells me that they that that they consider themselves separate than the Japan Bullet Club. Yeah, well, I don't know because Gato's running around right now making it sound like you know, Japan Bullet Club is not separate from Gato's job, right? I I know, but I I'm 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 here to remind you that it's. I know, I know, I know. We want it to be cut and dry. We want it to be easy. It's not easy ah, yet. But he didn't have one of those T-shirts, did he? Not yet. Nope. But he like, was decked out. He's always been decked out from head to toe as a Jay White merch show. Whether yeah. it's hat, the necklace, the jacket. Jeez. The towel. He has the little. He had the little dago necklace. Like yes, he had the little. He always puts. He puts it on his finger and holds it out. And I'm like, oh, bro, that's so. Come lovely. on now. All yeah. right. I don't want to put down JY too much because he is a he is a decent performer. Well, but no, but it is performer and I, a nice guy. But right his now, logos and his logos do, are nice. I'm, I should I, I should say knife, the, that little knife necklace looks so fucking lame. Like it's like 2002 hot topic, you know, shit. Anyway, uh, it is. I, I should mention it is the. I, I've, I've got the the text here. It is the official stance of the Thomas Island podcast and the po- <laughs> Thomas Island platform oh, that Tom Tonga rocks. Jay White sucks. Uh, that's that's the. Okay, uh, good. I thought I got in trouble again. Jay is officially the worst. The worst. Yeah, no, that's 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 the official. That's the official company line. I said it last week. Uh, where Tama goes, Thomas Island is going to go. But I just, yeah. I, I I couldn't help myself when we were talking about how ELP has not made it clear what side he's on. Uh, yeah, no, the official stance of Thomas Island. Tama Tonga, very good. Jay White, boo. Ooh. Jay White, bad. So, so, uh, so Tama Tama. Good. Jay White. I'm a good. Jay White bad. Yeah, that's what we're going with. That's not just for the that's not just for the listeners. That if ELP's listening, Tama good. Jay yeah. White bad. If Ishimori's listening, Tama good. E-L- or, uh, Ish- or, yeah, just you you, you get the Fuck you get DM us, DM us on Twitter, you guys. We will tell you who to trust, but it's exactly. just gonna say Tama Tama. Tom, Tama good, Jay yeah. White bad. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even willing to to really be like, oh, you can't trust Gato. You can't trust any of them. Maybe, maybe you can trust them. We'll find out on on oh, Sunday. I don't even trust Hikaleo until he says something. I mean, frankly, uh, you can't I, trust somebody who's backed into a corner, left alone on an island, so to speak. And Tama's over in Japan, and he's left here. What's he supposed to do? Say, hey, fuck Jay White and, and get jumped? So, mm-hmm. well, I, I, I will, I will say, I'm going to go with. I can't remember who said it in the chat, but someone did bring up the point. I don't, I don't think Hikuleo is going to go against his blood. I don't think he's going to go against his family. But he's going to make a new T-shirt. He's got Young Gun and everything. Yeah, he's, no, but I, I, I could see, I could see him trying to get revenge before the rest of of anyone that could help him is stateside. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if we're talking mob movies. There's always that young, there's always that young gun in the mob. That's like, ah, oh, they, they hit my dad. They hit my family. You can't, yeah. you know? Yeah, I got you. And, and also right after the new Japan cup in LA, the week of Windy City riot, there's mutiny. Yep. And we're also closing in I mean, on the anniversary of bullet club in May. I mean, yep. it's called so, mutiny. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, as a pirate logo, Kyrie Sane could show up. Or sorry, yeah, I'm j- just I'm kidding, just, guys. Kyrie I'm, is not in New Japan. She's not joining Bullet Club. No, but shout out to Kyrie Sane for joining New Japan's sister promotion stardom, uh, or rejoining, or however, you, however we want to. He is revisiting. She is a freelancer. She's not signed. 
Well, yes, that, that's 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 why I needed. I was like, whatever the exact wording is, it's been very confusing Be back. so far. But uh, yeah, no, it it is yeah. uh, it is a very good point that Hikuleo is booked for some New Japan Strong shows later down the year. So like, we haven't heard from him now. Hopefully, we will hear from him later. Corey in the chat bring up a very good point that if I if personally if I were one of Haku's sons and someone had someone had betrayed two out of the three i would not want to be the one son that was not on the side of the other sons because i feel like haku would kick the shit out of me um so that is another uh, uh just a, another thing to think about when trying yeah, to figure out also, where hikuleo stands on all of this but also he's like seven foot so i don't i think he just do whatever he wants right <laughs> Dude, I, I I would I believe that about anyone except for Haku. If Haku's your dad, I don't care if you're eight foot tall and made a muscle no, like the right. guy from uh, Land Down Under. Haku oh, is gonna get your eyeball and he's hey, gonna eat it. Hey, um, do, you think, do you think do you think they should just sick Haku on Jay White? <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I'm telling I think my it dad. Would, I think it would send a message. Look, I don't. I I think I think that Tomati and Nikuleo are perfectly good enough. Uh, on their own to to get their own revenge but you know what i am going to i'm, I'm gonna say it yeah if you send haku after jay white i think he's gonna reconsider a lot of the choices he's made over the past few weeks Listen, um, I, I'm, I'm still hoping that despite you know dude dude going out there and trying to make sure everybody's on jay white's side whatever tell him to pick sides i still i still hold hope that this is just a small fringe attempted coup and mm -hmm. it will be squashed by uh everybody else has talent because the good brothers don't belong there. You know, mm -hmm. Chris Bay is brand new. Uh, he's really the wild card because he could decide he likes being in Bullet Club more than he likes hanging out with Jay White. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just don't know which way it's going to go. Exactly. No, you, you bring up a very good point. There was a time when people thought there was no way Gato would ever betray Kazuchika Okada. And here we are. And there was a time, and evil, so I, I evil joining Bullet Club was wild. Yeah, but no, but I'm talking specifically about Gato because you bring up a good point that no, we're all Gato. like, oh, well, where Gato goes, Jay's gonna go. But oh, right, yeah. Gato's a slippery fuck. Like, <laughs> Gato's a slippery but, dude. And in fact, and in fact, him wearing all that merch is is kind of like a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's like, oh, exactly, boy, exactly. Oh, and so that's that's where I'm like, that's the other place where I'm like. It it could be that Gato is carrying out Jay White's things, or that might just be what Gato wants Jay go White to think. Pick a side, and then someone's gonna say Jay White, and he's gonna go, oh, and then he's gonna fucking beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing: if House of Torture didn't have Nick Togo as their Gato Jato proxy, mm -hmm. I would be more inclined to believe that Gato could be crafty enough to to to, to pull a big one over on Jay. The problem is, is that Gato likes to hitch his wagon to the prize horse that's in the race. First was Okada. Yep. Then it was Jay. Dick Toe cut him off to the past by backing evil when evil turned. So mm -hmm. it's one of those things where unless he's going to try to spin it where he aligns himself with Tama, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I, I trust uh, Gato as far as I can throw him. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's it, it. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where this is gonna go. I know I'm overthinking the whole thing. We'll find out on, we'll find out on Sunday. Come hooker by crook, uh, whether or not this is a United Bullet Club or not. But uh, yeah, Sunday the thirteenth, Eel versus Tama. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be emotional. That's for sure. 
but uh it, it it does it does feel like there are there's a lot a lot going on in bullet club a lot going on in new japan right now and we're only at the first round like this is the first round of the new japan cup and we still have what like 16 more rounds it's not actually 16 more rounds but it's a very long cup and so this if this is just the beginning folks buckle up well were you, you looked like you were going to chime in karen what were you going to say no i was looking at the the match preview for the new japan cup matches that they put the translation on and like i was looking at the one of uh tama versus evil may i read it real quick yeah absolutely there is no doubt that Bullet Club conversation will dominate the semi-main event between Evil and Tamatanga, as Jay White has urged Bullet Club members to make a decision. Urge isn't the word I would use, but okay. <laughs> as to how to accept the guilt, the Gorillas of Destiny's ousting from the group. It seems like House of Torture from the very start has pursued its own agenda. Will we be any nearer to finding out what that agenda may be on tonight, meaning the 13th? Mm-hmm. It seems certain that whatever HOT pursues, it does not involve Tama Tonga. Tonga tried to throw his hat in with evil during the G1 climax last year and was rebuffed to the tune of a frustrating loss that has the good bad guy hungry for revenge. Now making his first appearance in Japan since Jay White's betrayal at Impact, how will he react in Hyogo? Hyogo is where that's yep. uh, the, the prefecture where they're having the match. Yep. <sighs> I, I mean, feel I feel like Tom has learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. He's listening to the podcast when he's not on it. We've talked oh, about is. this, yeah. But I I don't know. I for some reason I just feel cautiously optimistic that if there is to be a an a further ousting or betrayal of Bullet Club, I feel like it's going to happen after that event or during it hopefully after because I, I i'm you know how i'm a big fan of like clean wins yeah <laughs> convoluted nonsense yep but if it's if it's everybody in bullet club coming down to throw out tamatanga it could be that it, people show their true colors we'll see yeah like i i that's that's what i'm saying like even even if it 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 ends up being you know Tama and House of Torture finally making up after last year's G1 and and hugging it out. It's still going to be an emotional, still going to be an emotional night uh, on on the 13th on New Japan World. Um, that uh, that I'm not gonna lie, re- reading that description does not make me feel better about about the idea of there being two Bullet Clubs uh, after this. Like it really, like I, twelve Bullet I'm, Clubs. Yeah, no, well, because like I'm, I'm trying to to go on the side of where Tama goes, Bullet Club goes, because I mean, hell, he's a pretty, he's a pretty important pillar, he's a pretty big OG on that thing, and now even New Japan's like he's been ousted from Bullet Club, and hey. I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of with the fans. They're like, well, hang, hang on a second, let's, let's just, let's just slow down here. It's, it's okay. It's everything's okay. It's just a little airborne. It's just a little airborne. It's not. It, it's still salvageable. Apple and Microsoft both operated without Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. Exactly. Ex- uh, and so there's Papa John's got rid of Papa John. You know, uh, Domino's. Well, got we rid are of annoyed. I mean, I mean uh, unless by some strange, weird stroke of magic, Gallows and Anderson and Jay are able to rock back up in Japan at some point. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know if Bullet. I don't want to say Bullet Club's over. But if it falls, if things don't get sorted out, I don't know. I don't know how Bullet Club would feel without 
Tom and Tom, that's what I'm it. saying. Because like, like it, it's not Bullet Club. Uh, no, and that's <laughs> that's kind of my big thing. Is like I if 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 it if we are really going into a world where Tom and Tonga isn't in Bullet Club, shit's gonna get weird. Because I feel like finding out who what Bullet Club is without Tama is is one question, and finding out what Tama is without Bullet Club is another question. That like is this where we get Tama Tonga's face turn where he aligns with Tanahashi? <laughs> and I get the tag team of Tamahashi. Tamahashi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's I just a, don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't I don't know either. I I, I look Holy shit, I, Karen. I didn't know what could make you lose it, but you you have lost it. You are all I am a broken woman. You yeah, look. are broken. Holy crap. I, 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 here. I can't, I can't, I can't judge. I think I was, it was last week where I said something along the lines of, look, if I have to start selling Toroyano's curry, I will. Oh, um, I love that curry, man. Because like, yeah, no, like it, I, it, it's, I don't know. It, it's, it's a very, it's a very weird time. And it does, it does feel like, feels like there's a big a big fracture a big fracture there's a big it's i i don't know it's it's i I, now i understand how the marvel fans feel it's it's so big we literally it's the only topic we've talked about for the last 45 minutes i know i was gonna that was my other thing it's like i'm trying to figure out i'm trying to figure out how to get us off this topic i got it i got it i got it it. speaking of fractures you know what else is a fracture the glass breaking sound in stone cold steve austin's theme music of which we will hear at wrestlemania when he faces kevin owens I but it. will we there's I a question mark there's I a question mark on no, that he, graphic they posted a promo huh they posted a promo yeah but, there but was, he didn't I, say there was gonna be a match though yeah like it's it's not gonna, yet anyway it's gonna it's gonna be a talk show and another a stunner. theory fucking situation um a disappointing yeah i don't i it he says I, he's bringing one last can of whoop ass. See you there. He's bringing one last can. Of, all right, so we will be getting one more stunner in in Dallas. It sounds and like a, and, and a couple, couple of beers Connor. and a couple of beers for it says, for. It says uh, he has accepted uh, uh, Kevin Owens' in, uh, WrestleMania invitation. There we go. Okay, so he has officially accepted. Was he it, a, wasn't the invitation for the KO show though? Yes. No, no it's for Mania. Yes, it's the yeah, KO at, show at Mania at, Russell, at WrestleMania. Well, he says he's pretty he says he's bringing one last can of whoop ass. Yes, for a, that, a talk show. That segment. has not stopped Stone Cold Steve Austin from dropping someone during a, a talk show segment. I swear to God, if they just he, argue and then he hits him with a stunner and leaves, and that's all that happens. I I'm not just gonna cancel Peacock. I'm not just gonna can like unsubscribe from WWE. I'm going to go to Peacock and I'm going to personally tell them I quit Peacock. Here's here's the thing uh, to to catch everyone up. Why John is so confused. It's because uh, Kevin Owens recently challenged Stone Cold Steve Austin to be in Dallas. He wanted him to be on an episode of the Kevin Owens show at WrestleMania. Now, for those of you that don't know, Stone Cold Steve Austin has not wrestled in 19 years. His last match was in 2003 against The Rock at WrestleMania 19. Granted, since then, he has done many things in WWE, most of which have involved hitting stunners on modern wrestlers. But... For some reason, they've decided that this is the time where Ke- Sh- uh, Steve Austin's going to be on a talk show segment at WrestleMania. And so all of the announcers keep saying, for the first time in 19 years, Stone Cold Steve Austin returns to yada, yada, yada. When in the past 19 years, he's been at like, 
I don't know, every WrestleMania save like maybe like five or six. Like he he's been at more of them than he hasn't been at. Um so the 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 messaging uh on this Stone Cold Steve Austin Kevin Owens show segment match stunner beer drinking festival whatever the hell they're going to be doing uh uh in dallas has been a little mixed they're going to do a friendship carnival or whatever it was called yeah festival Festival of friendship Friendship. no (laughs) i don't i don't think austin has a lot of friendship for kevin owens right now owens has pretty much just been shit talking the state of texas i don't think it's gonna be a very friendly confrontation but yeah they're treating the talk show like it's like it's a match because uh be well and and part of the problem is because when it was announced that they were trying to get stone cold back uh dave Meltzer of the wrestling observer and a few others started saying well it's it's official we're gonna have a match stone cold steve austin versus uh versus kevin owens now that that's not happening even Meltzer has been like well they're trying to deal with the fact that it sounds like they false advertised even though they didn't false advertise they just had you know some guys jumping the gun uh uh in in the rumor mill but it's it kind of uh, it's it's emblematic of what has become a pro a, a troublesome WrestleMania season. I've I've been referring to it as, as WrestleMania shrug. It's not. It doesn't have a. It, there's no like symbol to it. There's no excitement. Even Johnny Knoxville is like I, he's. It's great. I'm glad he's gonna be there. But like, it's not. The main event. I mean, it may not be the main, like the last, last, uh, but, match, it, but it will be the main event. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, and I know this is apparently not what a lot of people thought. Now that Johnny Knoxville isn't facing Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Title, eh, I don't yeah, care. Right. Like, I'm happy to see Johnny Knoxville wrestling, but I, I was coming in for Intercontinental Champion Johnny Knoxville. That was well, that was what wanted, had hooked I me. I wanted Bad Bunny to come and challenge him for it. Or Bad Bunny or whatever, but I just, I liked that. I liked the idea of a match that crazy, and now it's just a celebrity match at WrestleMania. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like they've, they've de- every chance they've had to deflate something, they, they've done it. We heard that Owens and Austin was going to be a match, now it's going to be a segment. We heard that, uh, well, that... Vince McMahon was going to come back and wrestle Pat McAfee. And now it turns out actually now it's just going to be Austin theory. Uh, like it just were because of rumor mills running away with a rumor. And then, getting- yes, but at the, at the end of the day, WWE doesn't usually leak this much during WrestleMania season. And so the fact that the rumor mill has had this much to work on is a problem in and of itself. Like I, that it really does valid, feel like valid. Yeah. It feels like WWE has spent more time trying to deflate expectations that have been set by outside sources than they have actually building to WrestleMania, if that makes any sense. Um, I, I, uh, I'm, I'll watch WrestleMania regardless. Well, yeah, I got the Peacock subscription, so I can watch all those old Universal Horror movies. Like, I, It doesn't cost me anything to watch WrestleMania, but yeah. it should still feel more exciting than this. It should feel way more exciting. And the- you know that guy on the train or on the bus who's having the most intimate personal conversation you've ever heard on speakerphone? Imagine being the guy who's on the phone with that guy. The guy who's on the phone and doesn't even realize that all of this personal, sensitive information that you're giving your buddy is out there in the ether for everyone within hearing distance to hear. ExpressVPN wants to make sure that you're not that guy. And that's why I use ExpressVPN. So you see, internet service providers, they know every website you visit. And in the U.S., That means they can legally sell that information to ad companies, tech giants, whoever, and then they can just use that data to target you. I don't want to be targeted. You don't want to be targeted. And so ExpressVPN 
creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between the internet and your device so that people can't start looking in on your online activity. You can be safe, you can be secure, and it's easy. All you gotta do is fire up the app and click one button and boom, you're surfing the web safely. It works on phones, it works on laptops, even works on routers so that way everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. Dang, Ross, no wonder it's rated number one by Business Insider and The Verge. You know, I've been using ExpressVPN and uh, I, I haven't even been hacked at all. I feel safe and I feel most importantly secure. So that's why you should secure your online activity today. ExpressVPN.com slash Tom and get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's ExpressVPN.com slash Tom. ExpressVPN.com slash T-A-M-A. Biggest problem is they've already tried to do like the NJPW thing by adding trophies. They add yep. second night. Mm -hmm. The only thing I wish they would steal is the booking. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it would be great if we could get copy some... anything. It would be great if they copied their style, the NJPW style of booking. Yeah, but no, we're gonna get we're gonna get two nights. We're gonna get more celebrities than I think we've ever had at WrestleMania. We don't just have Johnny Knoxville. We've also got Logan Paul. We've that's, also. I, go, yeah. I don't want to. That's. I don't want to get the. I don't want to get the Logan Paulers after me. So go ahead. Sorry. I will. They got the wrong one. Jake Paul's the one that's like actually oh, drawing yeah. tickets. Yeah, but they um, both suck. They're, oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying they don't. They they absolutely both suck. I'm just saying that this is very like. Remember all those stories that you would hear about like John Laurinaitis, who is I should mention still doing talent relations right now. You know all those old stories about like John Laurinaitis being like, oh yeah, they told me to hire a one-legged wrestler, Zach Gowan, so I hired the wrong one-legged wrestler. Like it really does feel like they went, oh go get us one of the Paul brothers. And he's like, I got a Paul brother for you, and they're like, Jake not Paul? the right one. Yeah, he's like, no, I got I got Logan. I got Logan Paul. I got the guy from the forest. Like, no, uh, you idiot. We said Paul I'm, so, I'm still so mad about that. Yes, you should a, be. It was fucked up, for like, lack of a better say, term. We didn't say a Paul brother. We said Paul Rudd. Yeah, we wanted Paul Rudd. Oh, we Paul Rudd. Hey, look we, at us. <laughs> we, didn't say, we didn't say Logan Paul. We said Logan. Logan from the... the we wanted Hugh Jackman. He has yeah. that... He has, Yes, please. They were they were gonna get Hugh Jackman. They were gonna get Cardona. It was gonna they were gonna do the whole the whole thing from that they uh, used to do. Remember when Hugh Jackman punched Zack Ryder? I don't. Am I dating myself now? God, I'm, um, so, I'm so jealous of both of them. But it's but then you've got they've got a double title match on May night two. They've got Ronda Rousey's back. Like they are throwing oh. everything that they can why at this wrestling. Because you know why she's back. You know why she's they back. They fired most of their roster that could put like, no. put on a good main event. No, it's, it's no they're she's back. She's back because they've got a hundred thousand seats to sell out, and they've only sold out fifty thousand of them. Um, this is <laughs> sucks to be them. Yeah, no, like they 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 were really we're we're at a scary scary place where it might be a half full WrestleMania, and like I'm fascinated by the fact that they were able to take Ronda Rousey and get it to the point where like that you can't get a full stadium for Ronda Rousey. Like this was the, she was a star at one point. Dana White made her into a, a bankable star. And now she WWE was a star, is, but she's, she's also very problematic. So it's, it, it's yeah, kind of, it's kind of hard to get people we to back got, that horse. Got, but this, this is, Rousey, you got Logan Paul, <laughs> but this, this is America. If being problematic was going to get in the way of things being a draw, this wouldn't be America. Like I, I don't get me wrong. I don't like Ronda Rousey. I don't like Logan Paul, but, they they've it's let, let's not pretend that they're being problematic has hurt their drawing power 
I think what's hurt their drawing power is WWE. <laughs> like, no, but here's the, the thing. No, but here's the thing. They both attract a crowd that's probably not already watching wrestling, and that's what's important. Or I think they used to. I think Ronda Rousey in her first run absolutely attracted some people that were like, oh, Ronda Rousey's in WWE. Let's go see what's going on. And then they tuned into WWE during Ronda oh, Rousey's going on? run. <laughs> saw what was going on. And went, oh, right. That's what WWE is. I'm right. going to go back that's to UFC. But that's the logic uh, of any celebrity appearance, especially at Mania, like Johnny Knoxville. That's but why here's I, the th- No, but, but here's the thing. thing. Here's the thing. Because with, with Ronda Rousey, the UFC fans watch WWE and go, ah, this is not UFC. I'm going to go back to UFC. With Johnny Knoxville, Jackass fans will watch wrestling and go, That's yeah, this is Jackass. I'm, in, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally uh, down for this. Watch it, it it's the morbid the curiosity. Yeah, like, go, where are the Hardys? Yeah, it doesn't even matter Aww. because at the end of the day, someone's someone's going There's, to get thrown off a ladder or through a table Darby or something. Darby Allen? Why isn't Darby Allen on WWE? All Wrong promotion, there, son. They're, they're not. They're not. Here's the thing, though. They're not going to ask that because he wasn't in the new Jackass movie. They so, like, yeah, he wasn't. I didn't see him. Oh, he was supposed to be. I went to the movie. I didn't. I don't remember seeing him. Must have cut him out. Uh, he Maybe he lied. I don't. I, I'll have to. I'll, I'll have to rewatch it. But yeah, no, I don't think he was in it. But no, like. There are, I, I, and I think Logan Paul is also in the old freak show sense of this word is enough of a geek that like people that like Logan Paul will watch WWE and be like, oh yeah, there are other Logan Paul like people in WWE. I could stick around for this. Ugh. Um, it's yeah. tr- hey, you can cringe at it, but it's, it's fucking true. It's just like, like, just, but it's just I, like I'm, I'm glad we're all on the same page about this. Just like, ugh. Yeah, yeah no, like like, when they were on that e kick trying to push, like they brought Chrisley on fucking mm-hmm. Raw and like all the Kardashian shit. And and they started booking every fucking storyline to attract that crowd, to keep that crowd around. And it was bad. It was terrible. That's where we got, you know, like Lana and Bobby Lashley and all that mm-hmm. shit. And it's just, it's terrible. I hate it. I hate every moment of it. Yeah. But at the end of the at the end of the day, my point still stands. There there was a time like Ronda Rousey and and I think this is the same reason why like every year there's that speculation of when's Conor McGregor going to go to WWE he isn't because as Ronda Rousey has proven you go to WWE your value gets halved uh like Jay Jay Gulls in in the chat here says WWE is the celebrity not any of the superstars yes and the only person who's been able to make that work so far is Brock Brock is the only one who has been able to figure out how to be as big in UFC as he was in WWE somehow. And I think I think it's mainly just the fact that he's Brock freaking Lesnar. Not a lot of people look like him. Not a lot of people move like him. And so, like... God, he's a monster. He's a beast, if you will. Yeah. it's But, like, I feel like... I, I still maintain Dana White probably could have sold out AT&T Stadium with Ronda Rousey. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and if I've you had... Peak, yeah. I and the, but, the then, fact, but then she like crapped herself or whatever in that one match and she lost and then quit. But she's not the only one who's who crapped herself. I'm trying to make a point that all of WWE has crapped itself. I know, but I mean, but got, I mean, if you look at her UFC, if I'm interested, if I see Ronda Rousey on WWE and I go, oh, I'd yep. like to see some of her UFC stuff. The last match I see is her gonna here is her just getting railed and and then quitting. Phrasing, um, uh, well, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah, it, 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 it definitely, it feels like if you're throwing Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ronda Rousey, Logan Paul, Johnny Knoxville, 
And hell, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, one of the few like matches that are really has like a mainstream is latched onto the mainstream in some way. And you still are only going like what we got like fifty thousand. Maybe it's maybe it's like sixty thousand now. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt right. and say we're say we're at like maybe seventy thousand a night. That's still so bad for that stadium. Seventy thousand is great in any other stadium. Hell, if they had done this in like Superdome, that would have been a great number. If they'd done this in uh, 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 any other arena, great number. But in an AT and T stadium, you need to hit that hundred thousand mark, or else you just look like you fucked up. Well, the other problem though is is are they i mean are there do those seats exist are they empty seats uh yeah no those seats exist it's texas it's texas there's no like restrictions or anything like yeah what i'm saying is when you set up like when they set up the entrance and gorilla and all that they use like a quarter of the stadium they if if they are go here's the thing if they are going for uh, if they're going for the hundred thousand, they'll have the setup that's a lot like WrestleMania 32, where you have a lot of room for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not I, trying to make excuses. I'm just no, saying. but I just I'm tr- I'm what I'm trying to I'm trying to make like the to, what I would like to hear is I hear everybody talking about you know oh well it has a hundred thousand seats and I hear oh well you know they've only booked this many, but I'm not hearing anybody tell me how many empty seats there's left. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's a lot. It's it's like it's 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 a lot. Okay. Uh, and I I don't I can't see them. I can't see anyone in the business side of WWE, especially the way it's run now, saying, "Hey, what if we cut off a bunch of seats for production at wrestle at the biggest stadium?" I mean, they, in, you they, know what I mean? They may not have a choice depending on what the stage setup is. They may not have a choice now, but I I, I have a they feeling need space for the giant beer can that Steve Austin's going to come out of. They're not going to have a giant beer can. It's all CGI now. They're going to roll them out in a they giant. Don't, beer can they don't. They don't make giant beer can. They don't. They don't make. Don't. Here's the thing. I know there are lots of people that are like, "Oh yeah, WWE did the giant cereal box. All of that's in house now. All of that's CGI now. They're ne- you're never going to see a giant like prop in WWE again because they figured out they can just do it digitally and it's hey, cheaper. The AR does look pretty fucking good though. No, it doesn't. All all of their AR looks terrible and terrifying. Roman Reigns looks like when fantastic. Roman Reigns. Oh, chocolate Ra- rains. You mean chocolate rains looks like <laughs> looks like a, a a sculpture that was made by someone who they don't have the heart to tell them doesn't look like Roman Reigns. He literally like, every, looks like an Easter bunny, like one of those chocolate have, Easter bunnies. He looks like a chocolate Easter bunny. They've got the the Bianca Belair like sperm lips that are running through with the the tail running <laughs> but behind it. But that's intentional. I'm not saying it's not intentional. I'm just saying it looks weird, and it, it, it is, it's like all of pretty good on it. You know the what? The, the tracking's the fine, good. but it doesn't change the fact the that it's like, bad. But the effect is good. <laughs> doesn't change the fact that it looks like something out of Hip Hop Eraserhead. Okay, like it's <laughs> it, there is something just unsettling about these giant lips with the sperm you know tail they behind them. They, they they should have where like one of them like they, they start eating the audience, like they start attacking the audience. <laughs> Well, remember last year at WrestleMania, they had like the big skeleton looking out over the uh, arena. That like that, that was goofy as shit. Uh, that I liked, but yeah, no, a lot of the AR stuff just just looks bad. It just looks weird. Um, but <laughs> WrestleMania, not the only giant ass pay per view going on in the world of wrestling right now. We're at we're at just about the hour mark, so we're doing a supersized episode, folks. I'm just gonna let you know that ahead of time because oh, no. we got to we got to talk about it. Hey, hold on, all of that and cheeseburger. 
Oh yeah, that's the other thing. We're gonna have the world. That was the other thing that I do need to bring up because there is an elephant in the room. We have not yeah. talked about Ring of Honor. No, no. It's, it's, we have it's... not talked about the fact that Ring of Honor has been bought by Tony Khan. We have not talked about the fact that Tony Khan seems to be making Ring of Honor into maybe a feeder system or a, a type of developmental, as he he may have hinted. But <laughs> in the balls of grabbing something that big and then being like, "This is my developmental." <laughs> No, I, I actually no, and I, I mean, will we'll, we will we will go into this in tomorrow's episode. But Ring of Honor, uh, their the thing was famous cheeseburger with the world famous CB. The rhythm cheeseburger is going to be on oh. tomorrow at one p.m. We'll be recording it live here on Thomas Island. It will Woo. be a bonus episode available in your podcasting yeah. streams around the same time this episode drops. But yeah, yeah. we'll be talking Ring of Honor. We must, we must love you, people. Yeah. Well, hey, look, we it's not the a we do love we do love you people and b you people have been very patient about the fact that Tama has been off in Japan on the warpath ready to I, I to, haven't missed him. I think the show John, John let me finish the promo for the love of Christ. I'm trying to get this out and this episode <laughs> is going so long. I'm serious. I'm over here. I'm over here. Okay. Um, no, but Tama has been very busy with the, the New Japan Cup being in Japan. We need to get a wrestler's point of view on this show. So we're having Cheeseburger, world famous CB on uh, tomorrow, 1 p.m. here on Tama's Island. We'll be recording it on Twitch. It'll be in your podcasting platforms. We'll be talking about Ring of Honor. We'll be talking about the Worldwide Dojo. We'll be talking about WrestlePro in Alaska. We'll be talking about all kinds of stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. It'll be live on Twitch, and then it'll be in your podcasting platforms and on Patreon. Patreon, uh, uh, along with these episodes there, I got the, I got the freaking <laughs> promo out, John. I can, we can finally talk about revolution. I'm Holy glad, I'm, shit. I'm, I'm, glad, um, I'm glad I reminded you. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I was trying to do the promo, but you kept talking. That was one of those cases where I was trying to do the transition, but you were trying to transition for me. Okay. That let's just get that out of the way right there. Whew. All right. Now let's talk about revolution. Because Revolution was this past weekend. It was a long-ass show, much like this episode of the podcast. It was uh, it was a big, big show from the folks at AEW down in Orlando. And Karen was there. She was live in the arena. What was the atmosphere like uh, at this this past weekend's uh, uh, Supercard? For me, I haven't been to a show that big in Orlando mm-hmm. uh, with the pandemic. And it was... For full, full disclosure, even though pandemic's still going on, Orlando is part of Florida and Florida is at that. You can wear masks when you enter and take them off when you eat and drink, but they're not required anymore. So I'm probably going to do a COVID test tomorrow just yep. to make sure that I haven't gotten anything because it was sold out, uh, you know, for all of my my difficult feelings about AEW in the last couple of years, they put on a great show top to bottom Mm. some of the matches i wish were a little different some of the outcomes i wish were a little different but um i got to see sting for the first time and he jumped out of the balcony (laughs) yes he did for the record that arena is part of the campus for the university where i work and that's the venue where we hold graduation Mm -hmm. so i assure you i will not be jumping out of any balconies on graduation to uh help the new uh graduating class of doctors you know have their first Mm -hmm. medical emergency (laughs) (laughs) um and i got to see cm punk wrestle live for the first time hell yeah i got back into wrestling just as he had left wwe and everything started to snowball from there Mm -hmm. 
see Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson wrestle. I got to see a whole bunch of wonderful things. I got to see Papa Regal find a new home. <laughs> it you you, you know uh, it, it was for for being a very much an AEW naysayer. I w- found them giving homes to a lot of exceptionally talented people like Keith Lee, mm-hmm. uh, House of Black, all of them, all three of them. I love all of them. Um, and, you know, so many other wrestlers during the pandemic that try as I made to be like a crunch, like, you know, a little, little salty and a little like, nah, I don't want to be here. I actually had a really good time. Mm-hmm. No, and it seemed <laughs> like a, it seemed like a hell of a show. Uh, AEW really seeming to, to hit a stride with these pay-per-views, but it also, I'm going to, I'm just going to put this bluntly. It was a brutal show. A, from the fact that there was a lot of blood. You had uh, Moxley and Brian bleeding all over each other. You had uh, MJF and CM Punk bleeding buckets. Like you said, Sting decided to be the oldest person in a trios match and jump off a balcony through a bunch of tables. There was there was a lot of brutality in the ring, but it also felt and and I kind of I kind of got into this on Twitter a little bit, and I want to I want to go deeper into it now because Karen, you as and actually John, you as well. You guys are Florida. You 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 folks live in Florida. You you've been a part of the Florida uh, 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 wrestling scene and the Florida wrestling fandom, and it really really felt like this this week's pay per view AEW Revolution was AEW saying we did it, we killed NXT, we took all of the best trophies we could from them, and here we are standing at the top of the Wednesday Night Wars wearing NXT's face like a mask holding its skull above our head like it really felt like like between keith lee being there you had william regal just showing up out of nowhere yet hangman page and adam cole having from what i could tell was an nxt main event a very good match i'm not it's, i'm not saying it's it's a bad match or anything like that but the pacing the rhythm the structure held even the cosplay uh entrances of an nxt main event were there as, as someone who has seen Adam Cole in many, many, many NXT main events and many, many takeovers where he always won, when this match was announced, I had this seed of dread just growing mm-hmm. within because I was preparing myself to watch Hangman Page lose. Mm-hmm. After all of this, after the long journey I've had to finally get to see him as champion, because eight, like Orlando and that market, Undisputed Era and Adam Cole in, Adam Cole in particular is a they're very beloved yes very like like ridiculously but it was one of those things where also they had the they signed swerve mm-hmm. in the middle of the show yep. and i was like they they're they they have collected a lot of the names that kept nxt relevant after every major mania culling where they just spirited away you know all all the big names yeah every well, single year it's tr- it's 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 literally UCF is down the street from like not like like a block or two but like across Orlando from the PC and Full mm-hmm. Sail they're like literally off the same street off of University Drive so it it like you said it kind of felt like a big not that they were gloating but they really put their foot down and said this could have been you. Yeah. This was you, but this is us now. Um, no, and that's that's why I kind of, it. I, I I actually I don't know if they were saying this could have been you. Like I don't. I that's the thing is I really think it was a more brutal 
showing than just kind of this like, oh, this could have been what NXT is. It's like, no, this is them in the olden days. I'm talking medieval. When you would draw and quarter someone, you wouldn't just you wouldn't just leave their body to rot. You'd take ears, you'd take noses, you would hell. In some cases, you'd eat people's brains. You would you would turn skin into coin purses, and like that's what that's what this felt like. It felt like they were like, "Look, we've got William Regal. We're putting him over here. Look, we've we've got Adam Cole in his Halo cosplay, like being the Adam Cole that was from NXT. We got we got we got the the guy that's got the NXT North American Champion in WWE 2K22 just signed. Uh, we've got our team of uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy." beating the undisputed era because that's the other thing is red dragon got their ass kicked adam cole got his ass kicked the undisputed era were were very much had a stake driven through their heart in their hometown in their hometown karen if i may use my my one swear for the uh the show this is kind of like AEW saying to nick khan y'all fucked around and found out yeah <laughs> well i don't know if it's to nick khan i think it was to triple h like it was like if if any like let's let's really break this down chris jericho submitted in the opening match yeah william regal got a huge huge pop adam cole got to be a main event guy like it real. this was this was them saying I, like hey triple h we did nxt we did exactly what you were trying to do not what you could have been what you should have been I I would see it more as the uh you know the Homer Simpson meme where Homer's like scoot down the seat and he's like patting the seat next to him saying there's space over here. Oh, okay. So for me, I'm seeing it as the Triple H while he's been out, you know, getting better from his surgery, mm-hmm. had to sit back and watch his his pride and joy for the last seven years get dismantled with you know minimal involvement, mm-hmm. minimal commentary. He hasn't said anything public about it that it's more of the you know they they took regal you know i mean regal was let go but i mean regal was quintessentially nxt there was no war games war game imagine without william regal it just it's it's just i imagine if in the imagine if in the 2010s wwe had been like hey we brought in dixie carter dixie carter's gonna come in and just manage for like imagine what that would have done to tna um no, it, and it, it, it's just one of those things where it's for somebody who had to watch over the course of the pandemic, watch NXT become what it is now and deal with that, you know, that breaking up of a relationship, literally, mm-hmm. and to, you know, just go to a, a show in the same city and see all of, you know, it, it, it was it was strangely familiar to me. Like the, those mm-hmm. are the people that I would see on the house shows in Orlando. Those are the shows that people I would see at NXT week in, week out, month in, month out. So it was, and like that opening, the uh, the buy-in match between House of Black, uh, Penta, Pac, and uh, Eric Redbeard, that mm. was also like, minus Pac and Brody King, it was NXT graduates. Wait, having... why, are we, why are we taking Pac out of the NXT graduates? He was an no, NXT Penta, champion. Sorry, sorry not, not Pac, Penta, Penta. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. No, did I say Pac? I'm sorry. I, I uh, meant yeah, I, like, I, I think I think he's still built. I'm I'm sorry. I've been playing a lot of WWE 2K22, and so I'm like they they still listed as like NXT original or something. And the but but that's the thing is that that in that match they gave they gave that match mm-hmm. away for free. Yep. So it it was and it there are and like you know I've I'm familiar with a lot of the the NXT regular the and some of the current NXT regulars. And I saw a lot of people at the venue. Mm-hmm. 
Some of them are just there because it's wrestling. Some of them they've converted completely. Some of them still have a foot in both camps and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I walking out of that show and back to my car, I didn't hear a single negative thing said about the show minus Thunder Rosa should have won, but then they announced, you know, in like less than 10 days, Thunder Rosa is going to, the show is going to be in Thunder Rosa's hometown. Mm -hmm. So she's probably within the title then. So my only caveat would have been, I would have wished they had a different challenger for Thunder Rosa, or sorry, for Britt Baker. Mm -hmm. Or that the match would have been like a bit, I would have been okay with a disqualification match. I just didn't want to see Thunder Rosa lose clean. Yeah. No, and it, it, it does kind of feel like, and it, like there's there there are there's nitpicking that we can do about the show, but I'm, I am I am kind of with you in the fact that like it did feel like them saying this tribalism thing isn't gonna work. Because here's the thing: if you were a, a giant NXT black and gold diehard fan, it's getting harder and harder to say that AEW isn't giving you what you wanted you know like it i understand back in in 2019 when it's like finn balor or when it's adam cole versus chris jericho saying like oh nxt black and gold versus aew but now like aew is nxt black and gold i mean they're they're this close to painting those ring ropes ring ropes right now it's it's been a very begrudging like coming to terms with the situation for me because yeah for the longest time it aew wasn't my promotion i i tried i was there when they launched in jacksonville and i Gave it half a year, and then I said, you know what? This isn't for me. But, you know, going to that show the other night with my friends, my friends who I used to go to NXT with, um, it was just like we had a great time. Even And then we weren't ringside. I probably would have gotten nauseated from all the blood. So I was actually relieved to be in the upper deck yep. <laughs> for a change. But it was just, you know, as someone who's still relatively unaware and not very familiar with CM Punk, I didn't understand all of the RH ROH callbacks, you know, his AFI music, the trunks mm-hmm. or the, uh, the basketball shorts, the zip up shirt. But my friend who was a lifetime CM Punk fan, who was across the venue was like DMing me all this information mm-hmm. about why all of this matters. And I'm just like, I don't know how you're not crying. And he's like, I'm totally crying right mm-hmm. now. And it's okay because, it, but that's the thing is that, you know, it, that's the hard part about having a live audience situation because i know that this has been a, t- a topic on the tweet machine since you know people everybody wanted uh the uh, cult of personality mm. i liked finding out after the fact how important the cm punk we saw in aew was because i missed all of punk's runs i missed him in roh i missed him mm-hmm. in wwe so for me like my first experience with cm punk was the colt cabana podcast yeah, And I was like, oh, this is a lot to unpack. I don't know how I feel about any of it. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was only a WWE fan. That's all I ever knew. Mm-hmm. So I watched the, um, I believe Denise Salcedo had posted uh, a video of the press co- uh, press junket after the show. And Tony Khan lets CM Punk break down everything and why it all meant, like, why it all meant what it meant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I from what I gather, people have said Excalibur broke it all down for those who are watching live. So it made more sense to that audience as opposed to the people who were there that aren't familiar with classic ROH CM Punk. Yeah. Um, and it, it definitely, here's the thing. I, I am not someone who watched CM Punk in the ROH days, but I, I, I was able to, let's put it this way. I was able to put it together. You know what I mean? Cause like I, I've heard, there's been a lot of discourse over the past few days about like, Oh, some people didn't recognize it. 
and that's okay. Some people didn't recognize it and that's terrible. And some people did, you know, it, it, I think, I think it, it really added to the match. I think it, it brought that vibe. It brought the ring of honor vibe that the, the, the show needed. And especially this weekend when, when ring of honor is, is on so many people's minds, as we'll talk more about tomorrow with, uh, with the world famous CB, it does seem like uh, it, it, it was very, it was nice. It was touching and it does seem like punk is, is kind of, he's back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I also need AEW to sort out a streaming service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that, now that they have ring of honor and ring of honor has honor club, it's not the best, but it's better than nothing because yeah. I want to rewatch his like i i'm not a blood i'm not a blood girl i'm not a death mm-hmm. match girl but i want to rewatch his match in particular with mjf and understand more but the yeah. problem is is that the cost of the AEW pay-per-views is a large reason why i don't normally order them i i mean ordering yeah. their pay-per-view is the same as buying a cheap seat ticket at a show and you know it's just it's just a lot. So I need I need them to make that part of their business model more accessible and more affordable. Yep. No, and I, I'm with you. And I this Ring of Honor deal is only going to help that. I think I said it. I don't know if I said it in happy hour on the podcast. Everything's starting to blur together in these crazy, crazy times. The New Japan Cup is very long. Uh, but <laughs> it, I, I said that at the end of the day, AEW can't get a good negotiating get can't get good negotiations going with any kind of streaming service if all they've got is 100 episodes of dynamite and a handful of pay-per-views now they got 20 years of ring of honor history that's something they can actually bring to the table and and get some serious money for so i'm I'm hoping that this is a step in the right direction whether it's hbo max whether it's a a refurbished uh tab on the bleacher report site whatever whatever it may be some kind of streaming service would be great for aew and boy howdy you know if they're going to keep signing all these nxt stars uh the the two to three hour pay-per-views that nxt used to do that would be a good thing for them to take on because this was a good show a very good show but oh my god it was five hours long maybe i think it was like i think it was close to six hours if you watch the pre-show or maybe it was five hours with the pre-show but either way that's just it's too long that's too it's too long when it's a wrestle kingdom and it's too long when it's revolution that's just too long period i live 20 minutes from the campus and i didn't get home until half 12. Oof. And I had to wake up at 530 because I had to go to work because I wasn't smart to call out or to, you know, schedule some PTO so I could, you know, sleep in. So it was I had forgotten how long it is to sit through a proper long pay-per-view. Yeah. And no, <laughs> I, I, I wish that, you know, they had a lot of stuff, but I felt that some of the matches did run a little longer than they should have. Yeah, no, there, and I think there were some matches that would have worked much better as a dynamite main event than as a an, a pay per view match. Yeah, uh, I and and this is why I, I I keep pointing out NXT because NXT proved that you can do like a four five five match, uh, card, match card under two hours under two hours and people will go, oh, that was great. I feel like I I feel like everything was fine. You know what I mean? Uh, it it feels like this was too much of a good thing. Even even though it was a good thing, it was just, it was too goddamn much. I mean, by the time John Moxley and Brian Danielson were bleeding, I was excited, but I was exhausted, and I I I wanted to be able to take that whole thing in. I wanted to be able to really really enjoy it. I don't know what what did you think, John, of this marathon of a uh, of revolution? More more so going back to the whole NXT thing. Yeah. Um. I was there for the first takeover. I was there for a lot of stuff. 
Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like AEW is standing over its corpse in the same way that you would think. I mean, yes, but only in the same way that if somebody kills someone with a symbiote, the symbiote will crawl onto them and start assimilating them. Mm -hmm. I'm a little worried that AEW bringing in all this talent from WWE, specifically NXT and focusing on the black and gold just makes them look more like NXT in a way it's almost poisonous. It's, it's kind of like if they were, if they got more of a mishmash from different mm -hmm. parts of WWE, like some guys that were only on 205 live and never showed up in NXT really, or, you know, more from, from Raw SmackDown, but because it seems to be a focus on the NXT folks, which makes sense because they were in the Indies. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it's not entirely, but I think to the mainstream fan looking yeah. at it, they're going to go, oh, do these guys think they're NXT? I don't, I don't know because it, I, and this is why I kept bringing, uh, this is why I use the trophies analogy. This is why I use the, the, the Hannibal Lecter wearing the, wearing the face as a mask because it didn't feel like AEW, it didn't feel like AEW trying to do what NXT does. It felt like AEW very pointedly showing NXT what they could be doing different. Because like if no, William Regal, no, no, let me finish. Let me finish. Because if William Regal had come out and said something like, "I'm the general manager now," or you know, had taken any kind of role of authority, yeah, they're trying to be NXT. But no, they said, "Hey, what if William Regal?" was just a really angry guy that was trying to help the two people that he mentored. So now you've already, you're already using Regal in a different way. The, the most NXT thing of the night was Adam Cole's match with Hangman Page, but Adam Cole brought everything from the NXT playbook, from the outside interferences to the cosplay to the rhythm of the match, and it didn't work. Like, this is one thing I think we're kind of looking over, is that Hangman Page beat Lance Archer at his own game, the Texas Deathmatch. He beat, he outlasted Brian Danielson. He first went to a 60 minute draw and then he beat him. So he beat Danielson at his own game. Now he's beaten Adam Cole at his own game. And I feel like, I feel like that is, that is the, the key difference is it didn't feel like them trying to do what NXT does. It felt like them bringing in all of the things from NXT and saying, we can either do it better or we can kill it dead now. Cause like that, it like cause every everything that got used on the undercard was used in a different way than it would have been in NXT. But everything that happened in that main event was them saying, being NXT isn't good enough to beat AEW. If you you might be you might be undisputed like Adam Cole and Red Dragon, but you're never going to be elite like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Hangman Page and these homegrown stars that they really are going to. Cause hell, we can even tie Thunder Rosa into this. Thunder Rosa is a legend that has been all over the world and Britt Baker is the homegrown star of AEW and so it really was it really did feel like they were in a lot of ways using the wrestling world whether it be Thunder Rosa from the Independence, whether it be Adam Cole from NXT whether it be oh hell what's another good example of this I mean hell Jericho as the sports entertainer losing to Eddie Kingston it was a night that said the stuff we've been doing is working better than the stuff that has been going on for however long. Um, it, I, I really feel like they planted a flag more than, than, than even I was giving them credit for a little bit there. Go ahead, Karen, you got your, you got your finger up. Along with this, with the same vein as concerns. The other thing is that Tony is signing so many former WWE talent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm glad that those people have a livelihood. But he's also d said two things. One, it's going to come at a cost. 
meaning the people that have been working AEW Dark or Elevation or that have been, you know, not the main, the top tier, you know, your, your, your young bucks, your Kenny Omegas, whomever. Those folks are on the chopping block now mm-hmm. because he can't afford to keep everyone. It would be great if he could use a lot of them and, you know, take Elevation Dark and mishmash that into Ring of Honor and make, you know, you know, mm-hmm. I would say that the Nightmare Factory is, you know, our uh, AEW's developmental, but the Nightmare Factory is also tied to Cody Rhodes and we don't know what's going on with that. So, but the thing is, is that it's just like, they're running into the same problem that NXT had from 2017 to 2019, which is scooping up every single available free agent of quality. I have to, I have to disagree though, because there is a key difference between 2017 and 2019 and NXT and AEW. And that's the fact that if you got signed by NXT in 2017 and 2019, if they don't have anything on TV for you, Gabe Polsky better have a booking for you in Evolve. Otherwise you're sitting at home. They didn't have anything to do. Whereas now in AEW, if you don't have anything to do on TV, you can go work GCW. You can go work uh, MLW. You can, well, not MLW, but you can work a lot of the independents. Hell, now even FTR are taking independent bookings because they're not quite being used as much. And so I, well, I, well, yes, it, the the roster is getting as bloated as NXT. It feels like Tony Khan has let them have a bit more of an outlet than the NXT folks had when they were kind of stuck in the warehouse. Yeah, which I get. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they have the flexibility to work the indies. But if you, you know, like I think of what, what is it, Private Party? Mm-hmm. They, they were one of the ones that they were pushing from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just like the more NXT or former WWE that they bring in, I just see more of those folks getting pushed further and further and further down the card. Like Hook is supposed to be that bit, you know, the big thing. But Hook was on the buy-in in a very short, in a very like five, like five minute or uh, less I, match. He's, he's a seventeen-year-old kid. I think he's allowed to be on the buy-in for right now. Like this was, but, this but, was, but this was. It's just like, yeah. I don't want to see people that are have been making AEW AEW prior to all of these WWE layoffs get pushed down the card or you know condensed into a developmental brand. I'm, when they were the ones that were on dynamite or they were the ones that were, you know, here's the, there now this is for all the other people that have been like making AEW, AEW, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like it's, I'm, but here, I mean, and, there's, and, right, there's no friendship in business and I know it's just business, but it's, it's just like, I'm trying to look at it from the, uh, maybe it's the teacher in me that just wants everybody to get a gold star and do well. And that, that might be the problem. Cause like, here's the thing. Just, I think I get I, and, frustrated by it. And, but I'm, I'm, I'm not quite at the point where I'm ready to, to write off the folks that are sort of down the card. Cause like, all right, private party is a good example of this. They haven't been quite as focused on lately, but they sort of have, because if you remember, Matt Hardy has been kind of wishy-washy with private party. Cause the worst kept secret in wrestling right now is that Jeff Hardy is coming to AEW at some point. And so it feels like yes, private party aren't being focused on right now, but that's because at some point, and hey, if, if it comes to December 31st, 2022, and this hasn't happened, I'll eat my hat. But I have a feeling Private Party's going to wrestle the Hardy Boys at some point that's in fair. the next year. And that is not a, that's not a bad thing. Um, I There are some egregious folks like Sonny Kiss. I don't understand where Sonny Kiss is. He, he should, that's someone who should be everywhere. But uh, for the most Tyler part... Rose. Yes, but for the most part, it feels like they have they have 
been able to take care of of not all of them but most of the the folks and yes i i too want to live in a world where everyone who got hired in 2019 gets to stay with aew for the rest of their lives but right now i'm just taking solace in the fact that luchasaurus and jungle boy were in the ring with the young bucks who are executive vice presidents and not only executive vice presidents executive vice presidents who if if some of the backstage rumors are to be believed are very protective of their spot as a top tag team and they were also in a match with red dragon who's the hot new tag team signing and jungle boy and luchasaurus won like they they do seem to hangman page beat adam cole like it does seem like they are willing to invest in a lot of these uh, is it is it everyone no but i would say on the whole they are letting more people they are letting the future get over on the past more than say wwe or hell even nowhere and jpw at this point i mean that 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 is one of the, it, it's it it's so much not enough but it's still so much and i think that's kind of the 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 weird the weird place they're in cuz i I've been as hard in on AEW as anyone else, but I, I still, I, especially with that, that possible private party Hardy boys match. I'm like, I don't know. These, these kids are being taken care of. Like, I don't want hook to be in the main event scene right now. He's 17 years old. He's only had, he's had now at this point, one match that was competitive and it was against QT Marshall, his trainer on the buy-in, which is the match we're talking about. And so, well, well, I think maybe they could pull back on some of the hook commercials on Rampage. Like, I don't, I don't think they've done a bad job. I don't, I don't think they've, they've, you know, I don't think they've gotten in anyone's way yet. Let's put it that uh-huh. way. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna. Uh, it, like I said, it's entirely possible that on Jan, on January first, twenty twenty three, I'm gonna come on this podcast and be like, "Welp, it's the old guy show over on AEW. Uh, everyone, the the young bucks are tag champions, and everyone's uh, everyone's back where they they started." Kenny Omega is champion again. <laughs> yeah, but uh, for right now, it does kind of it it does feel like people have roads to the. People have roads to the top for lack for lack of a better term, especially now that there's there are a couple of folks that have have gone by the wayside. Um, I'm I'm like like with Bullet Club, I'm cautiously optimistic about about AEW, but some very good points brought up by both uh, John and Karen about it is possible that they end up. You know, I I talked earlier about taking trophies, cooking brains and, uh, and eating them that, that can cause mad cow disease. You can't, you, cannibalism will eventually get to you. So they can't completely cannibalize NXT. They can't completely cannibalize the wrestling world, but I'm, I'm not sure we're quite at the point where the, 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 what's it called? Uh, the, the, the thing is taking hold in the brain yet. So we'll, we'll see. We'll definitely see. It has been an hour and a half here on Thomas Island, a supersized episode, and we've got more to talk about tomorrow with CB. So we are going to uh, uh, call it a show here. But before we head out, uh, Karen, where can people find you if you want them to find you? Uh, you can head over to Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Hey Karen Sensei. And if you are enjoying the podcast, uh, keep an eye on my, on my socials because there's an episode I'm doing tomorrow about stardom. So, hell yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a super sized week for everyone. Um, so definitely definitely stay tuned to the socials. Definitely stay tuned to the podcast feed. And John, where can people find you if you want them to find you? You're not gonna find me. I'm in my safe <laughs> house, hiding ever since Jay White uh, betrayed 
Tomatonga, at least till my parents kicked me out. I mean, uh, <laughs> out out in the in the desert somewhere. <clears throat> but otherwise, uh, linktree.com slash John Sebastian J O H N S E B A S T I A N. Uh, you guys can also, if you're nerds and you're into people playing tabletop games, I was just they they just uploaded our episode of uh, there's a there's a podcast called Realms of Peril and Glory. We just did it. Uh, um, you awaken in a strange place. It's improvised. You make up literally everything about the game as you go along. It's fun. Uh, just look up Realms of Peril and Glory. You'll find them. Other than that, uh, Twitter. You know, come 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 yeah. fight me on Twitter like everybody does. Exactly. Um, and I'm at Ross W. Berman IV on Twitter, Ross Berman IV on Instagram. Head over to rossberman.bandcamp.com for uh, all your folk and blues needs. At Thomas Island on Twitter and Instagram if you want to find the podcast. Like I said, head on over to patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. If you hit that Islander tier uh, subscription level, you can come hang out with us every weekend for happy hours. But no matter what tier you're on over there at Tama's Island, you'll get the episodes early. And it also looks like you're going to be getting those updates from Tama, the the Journey Evolved videos that he is, is doing on the road to the New Japan Cup and on the road to figuring out where everyone's loyalties lie in Bullet Club. Like I said... Tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, here on Twitch or on wherever your podcasting preferences are, we will have the world-famous CB. We'll be talking more about this wild, wild week in wrestling. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about the Batman then or, or, or some other time. But anyway, take care of yourselves, folks. Please be good to each other. Enjoy wrestling. Enjoy life. And, and just we'll see. we will see you on the other side. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.